Hi, welcome to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm joined today with Matt Basta, and he's going to start this off with a little story. Uh, yeah, so I, this is actually kind of a funny story. So um, I have this terrible habit of going through headphones really quickly. And so um, I'll wear headphones on my way to work. I walk to work. Um, I go to the gym. I wear headphones at the gym. All sorts of different stuff. And so, you know, my headphones end up going in my pocket. They go in whatever bag I'm carrying, whether it be something to the office, my gym bag, whatever. And uh, it's just like little things happen to them. Like the wires will break or I'll lose them or I'll forget this in my pocket and put my shorts through the wash or something. And then, you know, then you're out of headphones. And so what I started doing is I found these like really cheap, like $4.50 headphones on Amazon that work fairly well. Um, and I just buy them in packs of five. <laughs> nice. And so, yeah, um, I'll, if, if you go in my closet here at home, I just have like a shelf full of headphones. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're really, they're really crappy headphones. But I mean, like if I lose them or whatever, I just, you know, don't even worry about it. I pop another one in. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I like, I like <laughs> but, that method a lot. It's uh better safe than sorry. You're always prepared kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately they don't have like audio controls or anything, but, um, on the, on the good side, I do have an order into Amazon for a, a good new pair of headphones with like a proper microphone and, uh, all that other good stuff. So cool. hopefully by the time we record a second time, uh, I will have those. Oh, awesome. What kind of games have you been playing lately? Do you really have much time to game or is like your, uh, work pretty, uh, time consuming? Um, it really depends. So, uh, lately I've been playing uh, a mobile game, uh, two mobile games, in fact. I'll talk about one of them first. So the, the first one I've been playing is sort of a Candy Crush style, very casual game called Two Dots. Okay. Um, apparently it's a sequel to a game that I haven't played, but I, I don't think there's really any need to have played the, the original. Um, and I like it because it's it's sort of a, a puzzle, and you can only play it for so long before it basically tells you that you have to stop and then wait a while before you come back. Okay. So it's nice to kind of pass the time when I'm, like, walking or something like that. Um, the other game I've been playing, uh, and I've been playing it on Android, but there are versions for desktop. Uh, it's called Goat Simulator. And oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it I've heard of this. It is hilarious. Um. So I've been going through that and, and really enjoying it. I watched a, a few people online play it in the past. Uh, <laughs> I, and it's it's one of those games where, like, if you watch somebody else play it and you play it for yourself, it is a completely different experience. So uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, as far as, uh, like, other things that I've been playing, kind of more serious games... I honestly haven't had a heck of a lot of time to sit down and get into like a, a seven or eight hour sort of long term commitment game. Yeah. Um, I have been watching uh, a playthrough of Divinity online. Um, Which, uh, what platform is that? Uh, I think it's PC actually. Okay. Uh, I, it, I'm sure it's probably available on, on certain consoles as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not actually a huge console gamer. It's mostly PC gaming. Yeah. Uh, I do have a Wii U. Um, oh, nice. But only for, like, Mario Kart, Smash. <laughs> totally. Yeah, the, the classics, like, in the Nintendo realm. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, 
trying to think. Uh, there's Divinity. Um, I've been watching um, more recently uh, some guys playing uh, Starbound. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's it's sort of kind of the graphical style of Terraria a little bit, and maybe a little more realistic than Terraria, but sort of that uh, front-on platformer style game. Um, you can kind of tear things down and build things up, destructible terrain. Um, nice. And it's set in space. So you can kind of travel between planets. It's it's really neat. Um, kind of a, a neat, less intense version of Minecraft okay. uh, in some ways. And this is Starbound, yeah. right? That sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. The the name makes it sound much more like a like a triple A sort of game, but it, it's really <laughs> not quite that intense. Okay. Yeah, and then I, I have also been watching um and this just came out very recently, uh Far Cry four. Oh um, wow. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That game. <clears throat> yeah, how about you? Have you been playing anything? Um I too don't really get too much time to play like real long term commitment games, but um just recently I've been getting back into uh the HD version of Shadow of the Colossus because I was talking to AJ about how much fun we had playing those games back in the day, and I happen to have the HD collection version for PS3, and it's it's just such a blast. I really have enjoyed it, so uh, revisiting it, and I'm about at the tenth Colossus out of I think sixteen. So, oh wow, okay, very yeah. cool. Hopefully, I I kind of want to do maybe one episode where we focus a whole segment on like maybe the HD collection uh, on PS3. I mean, obviously, like, there's PS4 and stuff, I and mean, we might want to focus more on the new-gen stuff, but I think it'd be cool to just touch on the HD remakes because there's a bunch there that are really good. Yeah, and the, and the art for that game is also uh, just really impressive to begin with. They, they really did, like, a number on the design of it. Absolutely. So. I feel like you get so immersed, like you're just, you really feel like you're completely alone in this land, like forbidden land, and it's just really an awesome, like not many games can accomplish that. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? I'm looking at the, um, at, at some of the, the like Google image results from it, because it, just the art for this is, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, just the way the, this stuff is designed. I've, I've never actually played it myself, but I've watched other people play it. Oh, I'm now I, and again. I, I highly, highly recommend. It. And I was just going to ask you if you like had a chance to, because all in all, the story too, like it's so mysterious. Um, and just the the end is there's such a gi- gigantic climax. Like I won't ruin anything, but I just the whole like I swear like my adrenaline was pumping, and it's like. You think, like, it's for such a surreal, like, calm kind of game. Like, you're just traveling long distances. And then it's, like, really hectic when you uh, take down one of these giant beasts. Like, it's it's kind of like a roller coaster of, like, oh, it's just really serene. And then it's really hectic and then really serene. But the end of that game was just, holy shit. Like, things really hit the fan. And it was it was unbelievable. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. One of the, one of the games that I watched i didn't play it myself but i i watched a, a playthrough of it um the vanishing of ethan carter oh never heard of that yeah it's it's really really well done the the graphics on it are just absolutely incredible um very realistic uh but it has these sort of supernatural elements and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil anything um <laughs> but the uh 
the graphics are just absolutely incredible and, and kind of like looking through some of the, the different types of like portals and sort of um, trippy sci-fi supernatural bits. It, it's incredibly well done. Awesome. <laughs> and what's actually really funny is you, you start the game up, right? And you get to this menu screen and the menu screen is like the most basic menu screen of all time. It's got like Helvetica, you know, <laughs> you're thinking like, oh, the super low, low budget game. And then you dive in and the graphics are just incredible. So nice. That sounds very, really very cool. awesome. Yeah. So, um, on the topic of like maybe you, me, AJ, and Joe working on some kind of game in like the future, what like did you have in mind exactly? And like, what I just kind of want to maybe get a little bit of groundwork for what we're all so we're all on the same page. I was I'm not sure as far as genre or platform or what we're thinking, but I think we collectively the team we have could be it could be really neat. Sure. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna post uh, a link in i think the hangout i'm not sure there's not an obvious button to put a link yeah um i sent it to you but um th so that's the game that i've been working on most recently it's called superior marco cousins oh awesome um that's sweet yeah it's it's built in the browser most of the games that i build are in the browser but the only reason i do that is because uh, if I wanted a friend to try it out they're not going to download something that i made <laughs> oh, <yeah>. so <laughs> um yeah, so I've been working on that. It's a super small game right now. It's got three levels. It's incredibly buggy. Um, but it's a 2D platformer. Uh, I've been working on it for about a month on and off. And uh, yeah, it's, it's actually made entirely with public domain assets or uh, open assets. Um, very nice, man. Very nice. It's like it's really cool and a uh, nice functionality right off the bat. Like for a cool little side project, really good job. Yeah, I'm I'm trying, you know, <laughs> uh, and that's all written in Dart on the back end, uh, and and that compiles to JavaScript. It was originally written in JavaScript, but um, there were some things that were just getting really tedious, and so I, I ported it all to Dart. And what I found is that the performance in Dart is actually much better than in JavaScript, even though it compiles to JavaScript. Uh, so that's that's been really impressive, um, and, and it's been a lot of fun to write. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't have much uh, familiarity with Dart at all. What's that exactly? Uh, it, Dart is a language that Google came up with. Um, they actually have a version of Chrome that will run Dart uh, directly without needing to compile it. Uh, and effectively, all it is is it's a version of JavaScript that has a type system. So JavaScript is dynamically typed. So, you know, you create a variable. You don't have to say, like, this is an int, this is a pool. Um, you just kind of assign things however. It's got first-class functions. Dart sort of takes a subset of that and then expands it. So you get all of the sort of dynamic typing where you explicitly say for it to be dynamically typed. But you can also do all of the really powerful things that something with a, a static or strong type system uh, would otherwise be able to do. So... Awesome. Uh, it yeah, and it gives it, it has so much functionality. Uh, a lot of people hate on it, thinking like, "Oh, why do we need another language? Google's just trying to you know ruin stuff." But in in all honesty, like it it's been it's been really uh, improved over the last gosh, I guess like two years or so, three years. Um, really nice, really nice work. Sweet, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. That's really cool and it really good job. Like I said, 
Yeah, uh, and uh, um, all of the stuff that I do, uh, all the games and things are on my GitHub account. Um, I'll put the, the link to that also in the same spot. Cool. But yeah, so and it's all open, uh, so you could you know, check out the source or you know jam on it or whatever. Um, the other game that I have, and it's not actually online at the moment, uh, it's called Legend of Adventure. Uh, and I don't. <laughs> if you go back in my Facebook uh, timeline photos, you can actually see some of the screenshots from it. Uh, oh, it's pretty far along. Uh, it's an MMO style game, uh, no top down 2D. Uh, yeah, let me see if I can find. There's there's a few good photos um, in my my timeline photos album. But um, yeah, it's it's MMO. There's NPCs that have some basic AI. There's uh, in-game chat. There's all sorts of like little secrets and things. It's all procedurally generated. The world is infinite, sort of Minecraft style. Um, and that one I've been working on for gosh, like five years now. <laughs> oh wow, so, dude, that's that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's it it actually started out in Python. Uh, entirely, and then I ported it uh, from Python to Go, and then I rewrote the entire front end very recently, so it's it's quite mature. Oh yeah, I just got to your uh, timeline photos, and I'm checking it out. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's it, it's also very buggy and, and needs a lot of work, but I mean, part of that is just because you know, between full-time job and <laughs> yeah, you know, just life in general. Of course, man, that's the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got the groundwork for some really cool shit. That's, like, really neat. I, like, well, seeing how, like, your experience with platformers, would you want to go with something along those lines for our project, or would you want to do something outside of the box for, like, your comfort zone? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I uh, honestly uh, have never really done anything uh, with super heavy 3D. Uh, I've never done anything with, like, proper meshes. Um, anything like that. I've done, uh, there's one basic game in my GitHub that it, it started out as sort of an airplane project. I was flying from uh, San Francisco to Philadelphia and I just had like a couple hours to kill. And so I started jamming on this game. Uh, I wrote it in Java with um, LWJGL, which is the backend that Minecraft uses. Um, just started getting some polygons together, uh, terrain generation, uh, things like that, but it never really got anywhere. So, I mean, like, in terms of actually making 3D stuff, I have some experience, um, kind of what we did in school. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, it, it really basic. 2D is sort of much more within my comfort zone. How, what type of game or, like, how it's built, I think that's something that, you know, the other guy should should participate in. I'm down to build anything. Okay. Um, yeah, the hard part would just be, like, so if everybody's like, oh, let's build a FPS, like that, that might be hard. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I feel like so. honestly, our team, we're all going to be pretty realistic and be like, let's start on the the bottom rung and work our way up. But we'll see. And that's why I kind of like the idea of maybe doing a retro game like uh, 2D and stuff. And the fact that you're already really established in that could like really give the project some good direction. But and the, I honestly, I just, I don't know how to make a game from, like, JavaScript's, like, scratch. That sounds really interesting, and I definitely want to learn from you in that way as as we grow. Yeah, I'll tell you, JavaScript has gotten, you know, so powerful in, in recent years. Like, you look at JavaScript from, God, even, like, just five or six years ago, and it was, like, 
you know, mouse trails, <laughs> yeah. you know, just dumb stuff. And now, you know, you can create a full blown, uh, well, really any sort of game, uh, it, that you wanted to, you can run, you know, a full featured FPS at, at, you know, 60 frames per second or, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. 3d is totally possible in the browser. Um, that's it's, cool. it's really an exciting language. And the best part is obviously that you don't have to download or install anything. You just exactly. know, point somebody at a URL and you know, fish, bash, bosh. Yeah, that's really a nice uh, aspect. And there's there's so many different things, though, in the JavaScript like uh, community that I'm like still just trying to get familiarized with. Like There's like all these different ones like uh, Node.js, Meteor.js, Ma- like Marionette.js. Like, I want to mm-hmm. uh, like familiarize myself with at least a few of them because... Like, I feel like that's going to be really important moving forward. Yeah, definitely. There's there really is a, a huge JavaScript community that's appeared, uh, and just the number of like different libraries and things. One thing that I'm actually kind of disappointed about um, in terms of game development, all of the the JavaScript game libraries are very very heavy. Uh, one thing that I I really wish existed was some sort of like this is AI, right? Like just you, it's an abstraction of AI, you just drop it in. Right, like normally when you have like a, a game library, it's like this does AI and 3D and and particles and you know like inventory yeah. and UI and it's like I just want one, <laughs> yeah. I want one of these things. Uh, yeah, really, really, really exciting time to be developing for the web. Totally, uh, yeah, dude. I also just from your link, I checked out just mattbasta.com. You got some really cool shit going there, like on the front <laughs> page. That's neat, man. Yeah, no, it it's just like. Over time, you know, just kind of picking out, you know, b- bits and pieces of different things. Um, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. A lot of stuff you can do. That's sweet. So I'm just closing a, a whole bunch of tabs. I have way too many tabs open right now. <laughs> no worries. Um, so did you, uh, I just recently saw, like, this, uh, 10 minute gameplay footage of Final Fantasy 15. Talk about really good graphics. That looks, like, insane. It looks like Advent Children, but now you're playing a game. So this is actually kind of embarrassing for me to admit, but I have never actually played Final Fantasy in any capacity. <laughs> Don't worry, that's I, fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it was one of those things. I I watched AJ uh, play a little bit back when we were roommates, um, but in terms of like actually playing it myself, I've ne- like I never had the consoles for it when I was a kid. I never had the games, and like up until college, like I didn't really even know what it was. Um, I'm looking at some of the graphics now, and I'll tell you, this is incredible. Yeah, the, the uh, new the one. The work that they did on this is just insane. That's what I'm getting at. It's just like, I feel like even for someone who's not, who's hasn't really had the chance to play Final Fantasy, this looks really uh, visually enticing for anybody. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm not sure, like, I've only played, like, I don't know, now that there's 15 of them, I'd probably played, like, maybe five or six total here and there. But uh, each one, I, I feel like, is a really awesome story, and my favorite would probably be nine out of the series. So I'm interested to see what this is going to be about story-wise. But yeah, already visually, it looks like you're playing like a CG movie or something. Yeah, this the, the, the graphics on this are just absolutely incredible. And some of these, uh, and I realize some of these are renders and not necessarily yeah. like actual screenshots, but th- this is just like... Pretty breathtaking. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's the expansiveness of it as well. 
Another thing that's kind of cool in one of these newer games, I think it was Shadow of Mordor, they have this new thing in their engine where, uh, for the AI, if basically, say you were to cut off uh, an enemy's hand at one point in the game, early in the game, and they survive, and you encounter them down the road later in the game, they pretty much remember the fact that you cut off their hand and they have like this personal vendetta against you. And that's, I forget, I think it's called like the Nemesis engine, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, stuff like that. It, I mean, it's super hard to do in in a really effective way. But when it's done right, stuff like that just it, it's so much better. Um, have you ever played Dishonored? Uh, just briefly. Yeah, I didn't beat the game, but I did play maybe uh, I'd say thirty to forty percent of it. I'll tell you what an incredible game. Now the graphics, and they weren't the best graphics, but they were still really impressive. Um, and it, it had some of those elements as well where, you know, it, things that you did early on really affected the outcome of the game later. And oh, like nice. some of the little details with, with some of the characters and, and how it would affect the, the storyline were just absolutely amazing. Um, That's really cool. I didn't know that that, that game actually had uh, something like that in place. That's cool. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's super basic. And, and in, in actual fact, it's it's sort of linear like if you wanted to you could sit down and kind of map out all the different little things that sort of exist like that but sure um yeah no it's one of those you know you've got to be very careful with with all the choices that you make early on um because they they really do affect uh how the game ends and then also uh i can't remember the name of it i'm looking up um uh, I think I might read your mind, but I could be wrong. But what about uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution? I think, like, that game... I'm not sure if your decisions really affect... or like, affecting in that game, but I know that, that there is a way to have, like, multiple endings. So I'm pretty sure your decisions affect the outcome of that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm... Uh, it's not that one. This is a game that, um... They just came out with... I think it's part three uh, of the game... The Wolf Among Us, that's what it is. Have you, have you played that? No, actually. So it's it's one of those games where it's mostly cutscenes, and then there's, like, uh, sort of points where it's interactive, and then uh, it'll give you, like, a room with, like, a bunch of things that you can click on. And uh, you play the part of a, of a cop, sort of, um, and you, so you have to kind of, like, go and do these investigations and, like, find all the little clues and things. And then it's just, like, a bunch of cutscenes and... Um, you can interact with the different characters in the game and, and your dialogue affects sort of how the characters behave later on and, and how the game ends. And you, you can get a, a number of different possible endings. Um, oh, nice. That's, I like when games are like that. It just, it just makes it potential that two people can play the same game and have a different outcome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's nice because it's, I, well, at least I really like it. It's it's one of those things where I don't have to be very good at games. Like I'm not good at games, right? Like I have the coordination of like a four year old, and so it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> where like I can just see like, oh yeah, this is what I would say, and I I can click it, and it, and then it you know sort of plays out from there. And then at the end, it's like, oh you know, if you had answered this way, so and so would have been mad at you, and this would have happened, you know, or exactly. You can look back and and you can play through it two or three times, and and you know, it, it ends differently every single way. You, you know what this is starting to remind me of? Um, oh my god. The first time I played through the game Heavy Rain. Did you ever get a chance to play that? Sorry, what game? Uh, Heavy Rain. 
Uh, I don't think I have actually. It's a it's an older like PlayStation Three game, and it's it's one of those yeah very similar as far as lots. It's it's almost movie like. There's so many cutscenes, and you control your character with like gestures and like it's a really interesting control setup. But basically, your uh, dad uh, in a family, your one kid is um killed right off the bat. It's really sad. And then from later in the game, uh, your other son gets kidnapped, and it's by, like, some guy who's, like, some crazy killer. And you basically have to, like, take the roles of multiple people. Like, there's a detective involved, a cop, uh, the dad, and somebody else, maybe. And you play as all these different people trying to determine who uh, kidnapped the kid. And, and it's really all around, like, a really thrilling, exciting game. But the the your decisions really can get affected in that game, like to the extreme. And I'm not gonna ruin anything, but as a result of my first playthrough of that game, everybody died. And like the the, the <laughs> my final like my final cutscene was the killer walking away, like he was the only person who su- survived. Oh man! And I was literally traumatized. I'm like, I did everything wrong in this game. I cannot believe that. <laughs> so. And I had to play it again, and I had a much better experience. But, oh, my God, I can't believe I messed up that badly to just have, like, the <laughs> ultimate horrible experience. And I told my one friend that, and he was dying laughing, thinking that was the funniest thing because he never came close to that. He had to, like, he probably saved the son, and, like, the killer died, and who knows what. But, like, my ending was horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking through some of the info about it, and that's sort of exactly the same sort of gameplay that... um the wolf among us has where it's, you know, you have to make like sort of these snap judgments, um, you know, very quickly. Yeah, What kind of, what kind of genre would you call that game? I, I don't, I don't really know, but I uh... really like those games. They're really immersive, like very kind of like cinematic in a way. Uh, I'm looking and, uh, Wikipedia calls it an action adventure or a graphic adventure. I guess that's right. Yeah. That sounds. Yeah. Or an interactive drama. Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty, yeah, that's descriptive of what I'm thinking. That's that's really cool. One of the games, and this is a little web game that I played recently, uh, Uncle Who Works at Nintendo, I think it's called. Yeah, the uncle, the uncle Who Works at Nintendo. And so if you're ever down for like a, I'll post the link uh, in, in the chat. Oh, great. And um, it's not that long. And it's sort of along the same lines, but um, it's all dialogue, sort of like all decision making. And I think there's five different endings. Um, oh, nice. And I've only gotten like the first two or three, but only because like every single time that you get to the I'm not, I, <laughs> once again, not going to spoil anything, but you get to the end and it's like, oh my God, what is happening? It sort of goes very Slenderman on you. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't. There's not really any jump scares to it, so it's not that sort of game. But um, yeah, it it is. <laughs> it's like I can't play this after 11 p.m. You know, <laughs> you know like, that's how you lose sleep. I'll definitely. Uh, I'll give it a go. though. it sounds interesting. Yeah, 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 and I mean, it's a great way to spend. You know, like 10 minutes. Um, you know, you kind of go through it, and and the endings that you can get are just like, oh boy, blow your mind. Oh man, okay, so I'm, I just remembered, I've played one of the weirdest games of my life, and I, the title is really just uh, eluding me, so I'm going to try to do a little bit of research and get back to you, because this thing you have to play, it's the weirdest experience I've ever had gaming, and it probably was only about 5 to 10 minutes of a game, but really, 
like, mind-fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one game that I've been sort of interested in in building, like, I have a, I have a, a Evernote uh, with, with game ideas, um, and I've sort of been kind of going through, uh, and just, like, every time I come up with a, a game idea, I write it down, um, and so, two, well, two styles, I guess. The first style, sort of a, a top-down, casual dungeon crawler game. Um, I've never done anything like that, but I think it'd be really cool to sort of incorporate maze elements into it. I think there's a lot of interesting things that can be done with that. Um, and the other one, uh, I'm sure you've played, like, DDR. Um, I've never built anything like that, but I think it would be sort of a, a fun project to work on, just kind of getting that right and... and yeah. Seeing how well it could be built, maybe like getting some uh, unique assets and and making it a little bit different from what people are used to. Yeah, I like that idea a lot actually because that's something everybody knows and could just like jump right on in. But we could make it different in its own way. I'm not sure how yet, but that's an interesting little thought. Yeah, and one thing that I've done sort of as an exploratory thing. Uh, is I'll go through and I'll get an idea for something and I'll just start building it kind of in the vanilla style. And then if there's like an opportunity that I see along the way to, to sort of make it different, I'll, I'll try and like go down that road. And so that's kind of what I started with superior Marco cousins. So obviously, you know, name alone, it's sort of supposed to be a parody of super Mario brothers. And, yeah. <laughs> um, I sort of tried to play around with some of the, the neat aspects of the, the different Mario games and they're all somewhat the same but also mostly different like they're all platformers right but you know super mario brothers the original the interaction with the different types of mobs is sort of like a trigger based mechanism right like you jump on something or you bump something or something like that right the the only interactions you have last for a single instant and then you know something else happens uh you look at a game like super mario brothers 2 and you have these sort of ongoing interactions with the different mobs. And so uh, you can land on mobs and sort of ride them around. You can pick them up. You can throw them. And so there's a lot more different types of interactions that you can go for. And so uh, Superior Marco Cousins is, is sort of me just sort of noodling about uh, trying to figure out what the different types of dynamics are and things like that. Nice, dude. It's yeah, it's looks it's coming along really nicely and uh yeah, I like I like what you got so far. Yeah, try I try to uh sort of put interesting things together. You know, one game that <laughs> I haven't played it in a while, but uh it's been on my mind in terms of like something I'd love to try and do. Uh have you ever played the game Elebits for uh Nintendo? Oh, for yeah, we uh or is it we? Or... It's we, yeah, yeah. I've... Yeah, I, I, I can specifically picture the cover of the game, but I don't think I actually have uh, experience playing it. So it's very colorful, though, right? And yeah, like... it's it's very colorful, and and the thing that I am interested in from it, it's sort of this very uh, flat, very blocky sort of art style where everything isn't like super detailed, and so like a, a book is just like a you know, a rectangle with, you know, some colored sides and then three of those sides are white to sort of indicate the pages, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, that, that very sort of 
early Japanese uh, Katamari sort of graphic style. I've been wanting to do <laughs> yeah. something like that, you know, where it, even it, even though it is 3D, like actually building the graphics for it don't take very long. Um, yeah, exactly. I think that would be really interesting. There's tons of different things that you can do uh, with that sort of that sort of concept. What do you um? Hmm. So, what would you think? Would you do something? Would you accomplish something like that with JavaScript, or would you try to use something like Unity or something? Um. It'd be interesting to experiment. I mean, obviously, you could make it with just raw JavaScript. You can make anything with raw JavaScript, right? But um, I've never used Unity, uh, so I'm not 100% sure what's entirely possible with it. I'm sure you could build something like it. Um, it'd be interesting. I don't know. I, I, I'd be happy to try it one way or the other. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely considering uh, just diving into the Unity scene a little bit just to get my feet wet and see what that's all about, too, because, yeah, I... I see a lot of really cool shit comes from there, and I don't know. I don't see why we shouldn't at least get a little bit familiar with it. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. It might it might not be the definitive road we want to go down, but it's worth looking into. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the latest version of Unity does actually compile the JavaScript, or at least they've they've said that um, Unity will support sort of a, a JavaScript compile target. Awesome. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah, I have a, a few sort of game ideas. I'll share them with you later, um, just sure. because kind of getting it out of here is going to be a, a royal pain. But um, something I'm I'm really interested in talking about because um, and I I for the last uh, got seven or eight months, it's sort of like I'll work on a game during the week, and then what I do is I bring it in and I I show it off at our uh, sprint retrospectives at work, so we'll hot, you know get in this room in a big meeting and um, like, what did everybody do this week? And you know, like the the sort of stuff that working on day to day, you know, isn't that all isn't all that exciting? It'll be a super minor things or fixes or whatever, and then I'll be like, yeah. oh, check out this game I built. <laughs> so a lot of fun. On an exciting note, um, so I've been like trying to figure out. Like, I've been told from a couple sources, like, I have a few friends that I go to for advice for the whole podcasting thing, and the one kid said that we should potentially do have guests every other week or something if we can, and uh, I've been looking into that thinking, like, who do we want to talk to, and this one guy, uh, well, that's another thing, we should talk about the hosting for this podcast eventually, but there's this one, the one host I was considering, uh, Signal Leaf. And uh, the creator of Signalief's name's Derek Bailey, and he's a, a host on this uh, podcast called The Entreprogrammers. And I commented on one of their episodes recently, and I'm actually interning for one of the other Entreprogrammers, John Somnes, uh, doing stuff for his uh, podcast, uh, Get Up and Code. So I I'm familiar, uh, recently just got in touch with John and uh, decided to comment on one of their episodes. And basically he said, hey, maybe one of the entreprogrammers would like to be on my podcast down the road once we get our uh, footing and stuff. And it turns out that Derek said he'd be totally interested to talk gaming with us uh, down the road. So that's really cool that we have uh, the potential to have him as a guest. And um, another one, there's like this other podcast about gaming that came out this year called Press Continue uh, Podcast. And I, it's a guy and a girl, Br uh, Brittany and... Um, Adam and they're really they're fun to listen to and 
I basically also sent them an email being like, hey, we're we're getting our first couple episodes down. Maybe you guys would uh be like to be featured on one of our upcoming episodes. It'll get both of our podcasts more exposure and hey, maybe we can make some new friends and who knows, maybe you could regularly be on the show down the road if you feel like it. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm sure I could find some people out here uh who'd be interested in talking. Oh, absolutely. That'd be great because, I mean, obviously, I don't have too many people locally that I know that would be interested, but I'm always down to email and try to find people that would uh, thrive on our kind of show and give bring, like, their friends to us and vice versa. Yeah, I, I, could, I could probably find a, a couple of people to be interested. Cool. It's definitely something we'll, like, jot down and, like, I mean, obviously, for the first few weeks, we should focus on us and get our, our like topics down and stuff but then i think guests would be a really cool way to break up the show hmm. yeah 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 De definitely but yeah so that's uh something in the works all right so what do you do uh sort of full-time so you said you you internship you have an internship uh well yeah that actually just is recent um what i do full-time i'm a just an application developer at a small time uh like it's a small company called interflex and basically what Interflex provides is um, online systems for food service bidding. So basically uh, every year um, your school districts around the United States need to bid on, uh, say, hamburger patties for the year and stuff. And it's a matter of um, brokers, distributors, and the school districts all logging into our system and uh, using our system to bid on the food and everything. Oh, wow, okay. And it, it, yeah, it's just a lot of information, and we pretty much make it really easy. And it's kind of a nice uh, little niche for us because we don't really have a competition. So we're, we've been pretty uh, progressively um, profitable. So Very cool. And, yeah, it's basically what I program in a lot is uh, Java Extended Edition, and I just do some front-end stuff for the systems like HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. So but not anything like interesting JavaScript. It's more just the less, more or less just simple kind of, um, I don't know, altering the DOM kind of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah, how about you, man? So I wor officially work on the performance team at Box. Uh, so Box is enterprise file storage. So sort of what you think of when you put a file in the cloud, uh, except we do a whole lot of stuff around it. So, for instance, we have this really powerful document preview platform. So if you upload, like, a Word document or a video file, we'll convert it to a format that you can view on the web. Um, so that's really awesome. Nice. Yeah, and, and we have a lot of, like, collaboration stuff. So sharing and permissions and sort of doing that right and, and uh, making it sort of standard. So that's cool and then personally uh on the performance team i am sort of charged with making the site faster as a whole and so that's sort of very broad reaching it's mostly like if i yeah. see something i'll fix it um cleaning up tech debt uh and then lately we've been working on a, a really big project to sort of go through and revamp our entire front end and, and sort of modernize the javascript and clean things up and things like that Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really cool, dude. And yeah, Box, I just since you uh, got me into it, it's it seems like a really nice user-friendly uh, interface, and all in all, it seems really smooth and cool. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> it's it's a it's it's very much a work in progress, and it's it's getting better literally every day. 
Um, we've been, uh, like I said, cleaning up a, a lot of stuff, and we just actually rolled out uh, to 100% of customers uh, two new pages uh, that we've gone in and, and rewritten. Um, so cool. yeah, not not that much left, but it's it's really exciting, and uh, it's it, a really great company to work for. Absolutely, I bet, man. I'm yeah, glad that you're like involved with that. That's really got to be exciting for your career. And um, I was just like the other day since like you got me like interested in that. I was like looking up some reviews as like to far as like what the the other guys, I guess your competition and stuff. It's like OneDrive and uh, or Google Drive and uh, Dropbox and stuff. I, and I was trying to see like the differences between Dropbox, say, and just Box. And the only thing that really like is a disadvantage is it seems as as far as how it handles uh video and and photos. Like, I mean, honestly, that's not that important for like a business aspect. But like, do you guys plan to like address that, or is that not necessarily something that really uh, is a concern? So actually, we. We do support videos, but the thing is, it's only for um, paid users. So if you're a free user, okay. it, it, you only get like a download link. Um, personally, I'd like to see that restriction removed, and and I've been talking with the product managers and sort of nagging them about it. <laughs> um, in fact, my personal account, my personal box account, uh, is only free, uh, and I do that just to find issues and things like that. Um, oh, sure. But yeah, I nag them about it. I'm like, guys, we really got to remove <laughs> these restrictions. I mean, it's not like a super pressing thing, but I bet it'll uh, it'll just all in all make you look better when it comes to like them doing a direct comparison. Sure. Then it's something that yeah, I, it's just something I noticed, and I'm like, I, I it's, to me that's not a big deal. A download link works just fine, but I don't know. I guess for some people that might matter. Yeah, no, it's, it it is definitely a thing that I'm very interested in as well. Uh, and yeah, and the other thing, um. We, uh, we're in the process of redoing, like I said, a lot of stuff. And, um, as far as photos go, uh, we have a, a prototype. I, I don't want to talk about it while we're recording too much, but okay, yeah, I, I can actually send you a we link can... later that you can enable. Um, and we have Great, these yeah. new, uh, sort of gallery views, um, that are really exciting. So awesome, dude. Yeah. We'll definitely like talk off air or something, maybe like on the phone or something someday. Yeah. I'm really personally like I'm I'm really working to improve that because um, at least you know myself I upload all my photos to Box. Um, making that useful is a hugely important thing that we're working on. Totally awesome. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I wasn't sure like where that was or if it really was a concern or like not really in the scope of what you guys were doing. But that's cool. Yeah. No. It, <laughs> and and one of the things that. I've often felt with a lot of the companies that I work for is that, you know, people send feedback and it just kind of goes, you know, straight into the garbage can. Like with Google, um, I interviewed there and I asked them, I was like, what actually happens when somebody presses submit feedback, right? Like does somebody like sit there and read <laughs> it or like what happens? Because there's got to be, you know, millions and millions of people. And the response was, surely we have machine learning. And so they actually just pump it into a computer and the computer's like, oh, it looks like there might be a problem with this because all these people wrote about that, you know? Oh, no. Way. Yeah. No, like in, in all seriousness, like it's all computer driven. And wow. at Box, like if you submit feedback to Box, like it actually goes straight to an engineer. So thank goodness <laughs> that that like literally means something because seriously, I it's like that that pretty much is just like futile because it's like you're hoping to god that this computer can like 
associate what the message you're trying to get across. That's unfortunate. That's crazy. Yeah, it, we actually have like a, a fully uh, fleshed out support staff. Um, and so like if you call the 1-800 number for help, uh, you actually get, actually it's not a 1-800 number, it's a 1877 number. <laughs> but um, if you call for support, like there's actually somebody that'll walk you through it. You don't have to like pay us to, you know, figure out what's wrong with your box account or something. So it's really nice. quite good. Cool, dude. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm starting to get a, a, a bit of a sore throat. Um, I think I might okay, that's, start heading out. That's fine, man. Uh, we, we can definitely uh, do this again sometime. I'm grateful that we had the chance to catch up. And uh, yeah, well, uh, I'll be in touch and everything. I just also, quick before you go, like where I know you're on the West Coast. Where are you located uh, for this position? Um, I'm in Los Altos, California, which is uh, just about an hour south of San Francisco. Um, in Pennsylvania terms, it's like half an hour's worth of driving. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's a nice location okay, to be. Cool. Yeah, Bay Area. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, so what's the weather like right now? Because it's freezing over here. Oh, man, here. <laughs> I, got my, I got my balcony door open. It's it's like 65 degrees outside. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> I bastard. I need, <laughs> I need to move over. It's the <laughs> <Come> best. Over. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, well, dude, uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks again, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get another day going. I might be talking with Andrew on Wednesday, but if you can't do something like that, probably because of the, like the time difference, we can just uh, shoot again for next weekend. Yeah, anytime after sort of eight p.m. your time, um, so sort of like eight through, I guess like ten or eleven, I- I'm free sure. uh, during the weekdays. Just as long as you give me like a day or so advance notice, I can make sure I'm available. All right, awesome. That sounds good. And yeah, one other, one last thing is we have to, we real, all four of us have to work on our communication somehow. I'll, I'll try to see if there's some medium we could all use that'll really work better, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah, one thing that I've been experimenting with, uh, with my team at work, uh, is this app called Slack. Um, it's basically like, uh, sort of just chat, but it's got a lot of extra features. Um, they've got an Android app, iOS app, um, different kinds of desktop apps. I've been enjoying it. Um, something to check out. Um, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Thanks for the heads up. That sounds uh, pretty promising. And uh, shit, I forget what else I was going to say, but I think that's pretty much it. I think we're good. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, take care.